Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. Welcome to today's podcast episode on how you can create your first six figures at your event. Let me ask you this, is creating six figures at your event pretty important? Probably yes. And it's important that you create money, you create an impact, build your credibility and your authority, but it's also would be nice to walk away with that kind of cash in your pocket. So I'm going to dish all in this crazy episode where we talk about behind the scenes strategies that result in a profitable event. Now I was at an event just and I feel like I always start these episodes with I was at an event just last week, which I probably was. It was a free event and I'm I'm not a big fan of free events, but it was one that I decided, well, it was good for networking. It was good to meet people in the area. And I did meet some incredible people. But this event was very, very focused on the upsell and creating money at the back of the room and creating urgency and exclusivity. And I definitely applaud him because there was a lot of people that opted in. He probably made about a quarter of a million, half a million dollars that day. However, you can make a lot of money with the right tools and the right budgeting and creating the right approach to it if you're not about the sleazy salesman tactics. Let's go over a few great points on creating six-figure event for you, for your brand, and how you can get there because truly I want you to succeed at your event and I don't want to hear another failed horror story of Alicia I lost 10,000. I lost 30,000 at my event. So when it comes time to calculate, I really want you to think about research. So number one is research. And, and don't skip this part. It's not fun. And maybe it's fun for some people, but it's potentially not fun to say, well, I, I want to look at exactly how much this event is going to cost me. And while I know it's super important for some entrepreneurs to pick the best space possible and on brand, it's also very important to say, wait a second, we need to compare, we need to research exactly what we're getting into. So number one is finding the best research. And what I mean by that is going out there and getting quotes, getting in the know of how much it actually costs to put an event on. So how much is a cost for a venue in your area or the city that you're hosting your event is? How much is a cost to add food and beverage? How much does this, 
your desired speaker's cost? Is there room to hire a photographer, videographer, and what do they go for in your area? So my golden rule of thumb is to get three quotes per service per industry and look at it strategically. Now, my event budget worksheet is free. You can download it off my website. It's perfect for coaches and entrepreneurs looking to budget their first event. And this is great to plug in your numbers. So you're going to have two columns, actual and projected. And you're going to look at those two columns and you're going to plan how much you want to spend on in each once you've researched how much it actually costs to hire some of your services and your vendors. And you want to be very resourceful and you want to be, especially if you're an event planner who's helping you do this, you want to be in the know and you want to create some, some math. You want to do some of those, you know, numbers, which is not my favorite, but I use this on as a very no brainer at, with my clients. And it's very easy for me to look at the number. So let's, let's do some math. I know let's do some math. Let's say you're hosting a hundred person event for a two day experience. You have your event space, let's say food and beverage, um, cost you about 10,000 and 10,000 for uh, the event space for two days. Okay. Just off the top of my head. So that's 20,000 advertising and promotions. Maybe you're doing Facebook ads. That's 2,500 print materials and signage maybe cost you about 2,500. So already, if you can follow the numbers, you're at $25,000 for the event space for advertising and for print materials. So already you're looking at a lot of money. But if you're adding now contingency and speakers and more swag and cocktail hour and VIP dinners and staff and event planners and other things, you can see how the budget can easily go to 50, 100. I mean, I've, I've had budgets of hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I want you to get really keen. And this is point number two is be very resourceful. And where can you sharpen the budget? Can you get sponsorship? Maybe you can have those giveaways or maybe you can sell vendor tables or have exhibitors. Keep finagling those numbers and then stick to it. It's so important to update those numbers at least once a week. Actual projected. Now that you've researched, okay, venues in my area don't cost $10,000. They cost $50,000, especially big cities. Maybe I want to host it in a different city now knowing how much it costs or maybe I want to tighten the budgets, but really be prepared and look at all angles. Don't just say, okay, that's great. And, 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 and hope for the best. You really definitely want to keep working those numbers, looking in different sections, areas, maybe not going to a big city, maybe a smaller city that will cost less. Point number three. So we've already done the research. We have already said, let's be resourceful. But another point is to negotiate. Listen, there's always room for a discussion about what you want. I promise you, because I negotiate daily with sponsors, I negotiate daily with hotels and venues, you're paying the hotel most likely thousands and thousands of dollars. So you can ask for things you desire. Maybe you want free Wi-Fi for your team. Maybe you want valet parking. Perhaps you want breakfast vouchers. Perhaps you want speaker vouchers for them, $10 on, on 
room service. When creating your profitable event, work closely with people and vendors who offer their ideal price. It's up to you as a negotiating businessman, businesswoman to create a win-win situation that saves you money. You don't have to be like cheap, <laughs> but it's really just coming to agreement that you're both satisfied with. Negotiating even 10% is overhead money that goes straight to your profit margin. So let's say you negotiate with your AV team. Look, at I have an, a budget of $20,000 for AV. What does this get me? How can we work together? I'm willing to work with you if you're willing to work with me and really come together at, with a common ground. So negotiate, always negotiate. There's always room to get what you want. I promise you, I do this on a daily basis. The next point is really finding out what your attendees want. Within your budget, think about what is your end game? How is it aligned with your attendees? And do they want swanky gift bags full of candles that cost $30 and pens and notebooks? Before you reach your prospects, you really have to be able to identify them. So every strategy that you implement will directly target a demographic and you need to make sure you're reaching your customers and you need to make sure that you are reaching them through your event and that makes sense to them. So thinking about what do they want and you can simply ask them through a survey, say, hey, what about the food and beverage at this at my event? Will you be good with a simple light lunch and refreshments? You can ask 10 of your super fans, maybe your clients. It doesn't have to be, you know, hundreds of thousands of people on your social media or if you have that many. But it could just simply be asking 10 people that you trust, that you like, and, and asking them if that makes sense or if that is exactly what they would look for in your live event. This is important because, again, what you want is not necessarily what they want. You may want the most lavish, luxe, day when they're looking for really value and content and what you bring and what your speakers bring access to different people that they wouldn't have necessarily access to in the, in in their business right now and so we're on point number 5 is having vip ticket options this is one of my favorite ways in order to recoup some of the cost and Typically, your VIP ticket options should be higher price point. So if you have a general admission ticket for $300, your VIP ticket option probably should be around the $700 to $1,500, sometimes in the upwards of $5,000 for a VIP ticket option. It will be more work on your end, but really is cost effective because creating a VIP experience means better seats, which cost you nothing, maybe a heftier goodie bag, still not expensive if you're getting them in kind, and meet or greet with the host, the sponsors. There's a perhaps a VIP dinner that no one else has access to, so really getting intimate with the speakers and, and other VIPs. And more often, the VIPs that are investing in that will be more likely to invest in themselves at the end of the event. So those VIP ticket options are a really great way to recoup the costs and also keep them in mind for your end game. So if you are doing an upsell, which is my next point, 
or an opportunity to work with you in the future, typically your VIP ticket holders are going to be first in line because they've already invested in the upsell, they've already invested in themselves, so they want what's coming next. Now, the next point, like I said, is the upsell and really thinking about how you're going to create the best possible opportunity for you and for your attendees after your event. And this kind of coincides with having a strong follow-up strategy because the upsell and the opportunity to work with you, it is very important. There's so many people that I, I see and have an event and they say, thank you for coming to the event and there's nothing sold and it's all just very, you know, it's very great. It's very good. However, I was like, well, I was waiting for the opportunity to work with the speaker or, you know, the person in charge of the event at a more limited capacity. And we don't necessarily need to do that in a sleazy, crappy way. We can really do that in a very organic way. So at the end of your event or at the end of day two, say, listen, if you want to work with me in a in better capacity, in a more intimate capacity, this is what I'm offering, the opportunity to work with me after the event, and this is how I'm going to do it. You can drop hints within your event, you can make them primed for your sell, you can create the exclusivity, you can create the opportunity, whatever your selling method is, I still would love to see that opportunity. There's too much money left on the table. When you walk away and you say, well, I didn't want to upsell because I felt slimy and I felt sleazy, you're leaving money on the table and people want to hear from you. And people have already invested in you and your event. People have already flown out, maybe got on a train, got on a plane, car, walked, <laughs> whatever, however they have arrived to your event, they've already invested in you. Now it's time to offer them something else thinking about that upsell, how you're going to integrate it into your event is where I see the most profit happen. So I repeat, the upsell or the opportunity to work with you after the event is the most profitable out of all of the points that I've mentioned. And having a strong follow-up strategy as well is, is the next point, but it's really the most impactful way to represent and expand your brand for sure. But it can fade. I mean, have you ever gone to an event where you're so pumped, you're so fired up and you're like, great, can't wait to implement everything. And then the days and the weeks that follow your event is probably, it's just gone and everyone's lost the fire and, and no one says anything. And it's just, they posted pictures and everyone went home. It is like the most crucial time buy-in time for your attendees. If let's say, you know, you had a few opt-ins and you gave them the opportunity to work with you, but now you've emailed everyone and said, Hey, listen, I know that at the event, you didn't want to pull out your credit card, but here is another way to work with me. Or, uh, you know, instead of having a thousand dollars off your program, you've, you only have $500 off. There's still time to buy. There's still time to come to this opportunity um, and I'm offering this opportunity to you. It still can happen if you have a strong follow-up strategy. Another way is to pre-sell for the next event. So if all those things, they're like, Alicia, I don't want to do any upsells. And I mean, again, it's personal. It's up to you what you want at your event. 
but you can perhaps pre-sell your next event at your event. And this is really good. It's a great indication of people that are interested in your event that will be super fans for life and will give you some money to work with to start planning your next event because it is a big investment. So whatever your upsell is, I, I urge you to definitely have something in line, an opportunity, a program, an offering that people can opt into. And again, doesn't have to be a slimy. It can be just truly authentic of you telling because we're in the uh, online space and the online space is, is selling and selling our products and services and who we are. And so when they see you in person, they're going to be more inclined to purchase. And finally, crunching the numbers. So with a profitable event, there's really no guessing involved. When the event is over, it will literally seem like there's so much to add, so much to subtract, divide, multiply, oh my goodness, bed mass. But following and focusing on creating meaningful interactions between the numbers and the choices that led to them. In some ways, crunching numbers has really nothing to do with numbers at all, but you're going to learn exactly what you spent money on, exactly what you don't wanna spend that much money on next year, and it will help you understand where that money went. Was brand merchandise in the red? Did you make 300% more anticipated on general tickets versus VIP tickets? So you can ask yourself specific questions you want answers to before you grab the calculator and really crunch those numbers. Those choices will help you shape next year's event and what you wanna do differently and what variables you wanna consider instead. You can now set realistic goals because you've already, let's say, had the event in the first place. You can now set targets early on, including how many tickets you want to sell this year and be realistic and be very clear. And maybe the sponsorship money is going to be more than what you generated last year. But doing so will really help keep your income on track for the next couple of years or the next year. And I'm going to give you a bonus point because it's very important, especially when you are planning and you're in the thick of it, you need to leave an emergency fund or contingency. You just never know what's going to happen days leading to the event. So working on some leeway money gives you enough breathing room to absorb like unexpected costs. Maybe you need to add to your AV. I mean, AV is very expensive or a speaker's fees turned out to be higher. They've added room service, like I said, but depending on your event type, plan on having a contingency between my, my rule of thumb is 10 to 25%, but it will definitely change throughout the life cycle of your event. It's just starting. What do I start with? So again, I always like to start with 10 to 25%. The higher, the better. I don't know if you watch home shows. They always have a contingency budget. Property Brothers, 10, you know, 10,000 or 20,000. And, and I guess here's bonus tip number two. I'm, I'm all for these bonus tips today. Get creative. And get creative to make your event budget stretch as far as you can. So, for example, 
instead of paying for Facebook ads, is there a way to help that marketing budget by getting the help of influencers or outsourcing what you can to volunteers? Volunteers are really, really cool to help you get registration and the flow of the day and all the logistics. You don't necessarily need to hire 20 people that same day. You can also partner with local brands and you can also use free event registration tools like Eventbrite, one of my favorite things to do. But get creative, make your budget stretch, maybe hire your college, high school slash student who can do photography for a little bit cheaper. If it's your goal to spend less money on photography, then definitely try to look at different options in that category. But if you want high, high end photography and you're willing to spend thousands of dollars, again, that's completely personal, really up to you. So So I hope you've learned some really great ways to add additional revenue streams, make some six figures and create the best possible way to have a profitable event. Let's, let's get some great numbers crunching and some resourcefulness, innovative ways to really help you succeed at your event next year. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the event space.